Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Uh, well, 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 here we are again on the other side of our two-week break. It is me, Michael D. Mullins, here riding high from uh, the vacation, the relaxation, uh, or lack thereof, wherever I find myself today. I don't even know. My voice is shot, so you'll have to forgive me. But we are on the other side of vacation, and I am so glad to be back here live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was looking hard. We got a really cold, really icy, rainy day here in Raleigh, so I was trying to see through the drizzle, see through the clouds. But then a lot of the, the light shining from the top of Mount Ontario in beautiful uh, Ontario. <laughs> Where can <laughs> my co-host? It's one of those days, trust me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the Canadian quote master, the maple leaf of our hearts, Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cool intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, I, I barely squeezed through it, so I, my voice right. is shot. It's, it's just one of those days here in Raleigh that like, I don't think I'm per- sick per se, but it's just cold and it's wet and it's rainy and it's icy. And all you want to do is just crawl up in bed and don't wake up for a few days. It's just one of those days here. It's gray and nasty. And I'm assuming <laughs> where you are, the, the forecast is cold. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's currently <laughs> minus 15 right now. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it's good. Um, I get guess worse. I can't complain. <laughs> we got like thirty it's, something here, so I guess we can't complain. Right? It's gonna get a lot worse. Oh <laughs> uh, well, since the last time I saw you we had a couple of weeks off. Um, you know, yep. try to relax a little bit, have a little bit of downtime for the holidays. I know how you had some appointments going on and and I had some stuff going on and I was supposed to be um I was bummed because I was supposed to hook up with Garrett and Scott Hall, who was doing a private signing in in Raw in Charlotte. Um, and we were going to go, you know, bring Scott to the signing at the high spots place. And I called Garrett a few nights before and I'm like, listen, Katie's got some people at work that she was exposed to her friends, uh, that had COVID and Scott's got, you know, some health issues and stuff. So I didn't really want to be the guy who killed Razor Ramon. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to bow right. out on this one just to be uncautious. Uh, I'm going to bow out. But uh, I was bummed that I couldn't hang with them because uh, I was excited to see uh, Garrett and, of course, Scott Hall again. And 
I'm sure there'll be a next time. But I got to tell you, I'm missing people. I'm missing all my friends. I'm missing all the people you'd hang out with during the summer and the holidays. Um, it's a hard time for a lot of people, and I know we're, quote, unquote, all in this together. It's become such a catchphrase now. But I do want to say while we're on this show that there are a lot of people, you know, I'm lucky enough I have a beautiful wife, and I know that you've got a family there in Canada, but there's a lot of people who are going at this alone so if you have people in your life that are just, you know, living solo, you know, living in an apartment or older people, you know, check up on people because it is hard. Uh, it's hard for me. It's hard for you. And I can't imagine having to go through this alone. So make sure you check on the people you care about. It is the holidays. We want to get us all in this together, as the the saying goes. But uh, just, you know, look out for each other. It's been a rough year for a lot of people. And on behalf of DDP Radio, I just want to say that, you know, we appreciate everybody who listens and is inspired by this story. And I, and I know that we have a huge network of people who are really decent and really checking up on other people in the community uh, and formed lots of bonds with people in the DDPY community. And I'm proud um, of the community for kind of going out there and, and taking care of each other because it's been a rough year, hasn't it, Crystal? Yeah, it really has. I don't think that there's too many people that'll miss 2020 when it, goes out the back door you know here's hoping that there's brighter things ahead of us um yeah because wow this has been tough shut shut up crystal don't tempt it don't tempt 2021 (laughs) i said the last i said in 20 i said in 2019 well at least it can't get worse and uh hold my beer (laughs) right it's your fault I pro I probably did something. I tripped over something and disconnected the <laughs> universal access or something. Uh, um, I'm sure somehow this is going to become my fault when we when it's all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a guest scheduled today. We don't have them on the line yet, so uh, I guess um, we can chat and we can kind of see how things go. And if sure, we uh, yeah. don't have a, a guest pop in. I know we were scheduled to have Rob um, Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey, yes. We're having Rob Ramsey on the show tonight. But uh, we'll see if he pops in and uh, we'll expect him. But if not, we'll just, you know, maybe we'll chat for a little bit, catch up, and see if anybody wants to call in, you know, say hello or whatever. Yeah. But uh, we're kind of just flying off the seat of our pants until our guests get here. So um, I read your Facebook post, and I know that Christmas stresses you out, and as, as it does yeah. everybody. But I got to say, um, you know, do you have any, uh, anything, any, right, here we go, hypothetical wishes? And I'm not talking financial. I'm not talking, you know, items. I'm not talking, you know, gifts. If you could be bestowed any gift or personal gain in 2020 when it comes to physical or, or goals or, or, you know, uh, attempts or whatever have you with the DDPY or health or fitness, what is it that you kind of want to see yourself, uh, you know, achieving or receiving as a gift from the universe in 2021? Hmm. Good question. Um, what would I like? Um, I would really like to get back to a life that doesn't include MS. That would be really, really wonderful. Um, yeah, you know, I just want to know at the end of the day, I think that what I do matters and, you know, that I belong to something so much bigger than myself. I'm not 100% sure if, you know, doing anything. I, I think I'm always going to have MS or, you know, the issues to deal with that. I just don't want it to get any better 
or any more worse. <laughs> Batter. Batter is the word here. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough question, and I think it would change when you stop to think about it. What about you? What would you change? Uh, what well, would first you wish off, for? I want, I want to say that I, I, I can't pretend to know what MS feels like, and I'm not even going to be asinine enough to try. But you always got to keep hope, too, because – the, tech, the technological stuff, as much as it drives me crazy with, like, some of the modern technologies in medicine, right. they're doing so much. And there's so many opportunities for, you know, things and to change and things to evolve. And um, I would just keep up that hope that someday that somebody, you know, you can beat out the clock and, and, and get some kind of, you know, treatment that really works for you. And I know how difficult that can be waiting and stuff, but you know, you got to be positive. You got to, and it's as annoying as that sounds when somebody's down in the dumps to tell you to be positive, you know, it's the really, it's the only thing we got to keep us going, you know, is, is that hope and that, you know, you know, positive, you know, uh, ambition to make things better. And for all of us, you know, technology is a, like a, an interesting thing nowadays because they're doing so much at such a rapid rate that it's it's hard for the society to keep up but if you look at the medical community things are happening so rapidly and just yeah. the uh the way that you know things evolve and change and i have hope that you know one of these days you're going to find something that really just works for you and uh and i know it's going to be awesome and you got to keep up the hope too because you can't let yourself go down that spiral of just you know doubt and misery and stuff like that because That'll kill you quicker than anything. And, uh, you know, I'd say without hope, we got nothing. So uh, I hope that they find something that makes things better and makes things easier for you because I know that you keep a sunny disposition, and I know that, you know, a lot of people talk about how positive and how much you care, but I know it's got to be stressful and it's got to be difficult. And you're allowed to have that pity party once in a while, but just know that we're all behind you and, and we care about you. And, you, you know, Aww. you're one of the cornerstones of the DDPY community. So as long as you're in the Aww. fight, we're in it with you. So Aww, keep up the good you. work. Thank no you. No problem. And to, you know, <laughs> to, oh, I, ahead, I was just going to say, you know what, the grand scheme of things, I had some time to think over our, you know, I don't know if I'm so much a realist as I am, you know, I, an optimist as I am a realist. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know if I'm always capable of seeing the sunny side of things because, wow, I seem to be up to my neck in all kinds of stuff all the time. And, you know, I I decided that this last couple of weeks that that's okay. It is. No No one expects you to plaster on a fake smile all the time either. As much as we, you know, preach positivity, I think realism is a good way to look at things because you have to be hopeful for the future and you have to be open to things, but you also have yeah. to look at the, you know, the realistic, you know, things in front of you. Cause sometimes when you get your head too far in the clouds, you're, it doesn't allow you to kind of, you know, keep your toes on the floor, if you will. And I know it's a cliche thing, but like some things set you up for disappointment, but if you put yourself in realistic expectations, put yourself in a situation where you can realistically, find uh, happiness or achieve goals and stuff within the situation that you're in, it doesn't allow for that constant like disappointment. Like I, I can't, right. and this sounds ridiculous. I talked to Russ, one of my friends like a while ago, I always bring up the story, but he was doing these challenges when he'd get frustrated about not losing weight. He's like, I'm going to lose 60 pounds this month. And I'm like, 
Well, that's awesome, and you may do so. But set yourself up for 15 pounds because you can hit that. And then that's right. a goal that you can achieve, and then that'll kind of propel you towards other goals. And I think that we have to be realistic, and we have to be dreamers as well. But as long as those dreams are set in reality, I think that's a way to manage our lives easier than constantly shooting for that unattainable, currently unattainable goal. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's really important before we grab our guests. Um, I think it's really important for everybody who's listening to know that, you know what? I get really, really mad when I fall down. I get really, really mad. And, I mean, it's it's something that I'm sure it happens to all of us. But I find, re- well, maybe even more so recently, that a lot of people are hiding the fact that they fall and social media seems to be the worst for this lately. But you know what? No, no. I fall like a giraffe on a skating rink. I, I, my legs are everywhere. I fall flat in my face. And you know what? I'm big enough to admit it. I am clumsy and ridiculous. And it's, you're right. It's not always smiles and giggles and sunshine. It's a whole lot of bruises and a whole lot of crap. Well, Unfortunately, for social, when it comes to like social media and stuff, we're kind of forced now to look at our peers through their human highlight reel, uh, which right. often excludes the more ugly times, the times you wake up at 2 in the morning and my hair is standing up on one side and my face <laughs> is red and gunk and eating my eyes. You, know, you never see that first morning wake-up picture, but you see the one where we all look perfect. But you, don't, you can never weigh yourself against that. You, you don't want to chase – you don't want to chase the competition. You want to chase the outcome. And that's, that's what it's yep. about, you know, finding your best, not weighing it against others. And uh, I think we're all going to be all right. It's been a tough year, but I think we're going to pull through this. And I think every one of Amen. us is going to be better and stronger for it. Amen. But uh, we have our guest, I believe, um, I think, uh, 740. Um, yep. I'm going to let you do the intro because I know you've been – doing awesome kind of reaching into the DDPY community and pulling up some really inspirational stories. And you shared this uh, motivational Monday that was dropped a, a little while back with me and, and the story is incredible and it's inspiring. So I'm excited for you to introduce our guest here with us tonight. Yeah. Hi guys. Hi, Bob. Oh, no, Chris, I was going to give it to Crystal. Oh, sorry I'm about sorry. that. No, I, I didn't get you. Please, Crystal. No, no, I'm sorry, Rob. I, I screwed that one up. That was my bad. How are I, you, man? Uh, it's all good. Um, hi, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm really oh. grateful you're here. So, I, uh, Crystal, yeah. uh, Rob Ramsey, Crystal shared me the Motivational Monday that was posted of you recently. Um, yep. And I was uh, gonna just, you know, we usually we start this show by kind of just going back to the beginning. We get to know each other in real time, and every DDPY success story starts with an origin story. What was it that brought you to DDPY? For the people who aren't familiar with your story, what was your origin story here in the DDPY community? What got you here? Um, I, actually, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. And I uh, I was listening to his podcast one day, and just so happens DDP was going to be on there. And back in the day when my kids were young, we were big DDP fans. We watched him on WCW, and then on over into the 
WWE, and so I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to listen to this because I enjoy both of those guys. And I had no idea, none whatsoever, of what DDPY was at that point. And when he started to explain himself and that he had similar injuries to me and how frustrated he was in his recovery, but that it, the recovery was working, and, of course, you know, I saw the Arthur Borman uh, clips on the show, and I thought, you know what, that worked for him, and that worked for Arthur Borman. Why can't it work for me? And so I just, you know, I, I, I looked into it, I purchased it, and I tried it. And i I, I, I got to be honest with you, I received benefits from it almost immediately. Wow. So, you know, anybody out there that's – anybody that – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but anybody that's out there that's listening, there is hope. You can recover from your injury or disability. It might not be uh, how you were when you were 18, 20, 21 years old, but you know what? It's going to be a hell of a lot better than it was where you are right now, and, and, and that's just a fact. I think, I think Rob – I read a lot of stuff that comes to me, and I think one of the most amazing quotes I've ever um, read was in something that you sent me. And if you don't mind, I'm going to just read it out. And it said that injury and age are not a death sentence. And when I read that, boy, let me tell you, that really hit something. Because a lot of people I find are resigning themselves, especially being stuck at home and, and just stuck in their heads and their situations, it's really easy to get down on yourself. So it's, I think it's really amazing that you are proof positive that if you put in the work, whoa, amazing things can happen. Well, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and, you know, society uh, and the medical field in, in general, they, they set us up to fail. They, yeah. they tell us it's okay to fail. Um, and, and on top of failing, uh, in, in my part anyway, and I know several other people out there, uh, you know, personal friends, that they, they provide them with opiates so rapidly or any other kind of pain medicine and say, you know, not only can you fail, but let's throw an addiction in there on top of it and, you know, you just crawl off into the corner and we just won't worry about you anymore. And it, I think that's a horrible way to treat people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, absolutely. You put it really well. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people in the DDPY community who got wrapped up in, in the opiates and stuff like that. And, you know, I my personal thing is, you know, I've gotten myself injuries and stuff and I've been on medications and stuff. And I always thought, because I was never a person who was into drugs recreationally, or I never, I don't smoke pot because I don't like it. But it's just one of those things that, you know, you take it for a few weeks and I could see it, you know, pulling its hooks in me at certain times. And I'm like, oh, I got to get off this shit now. Because you don't ever expect to be one of those people that's wrapped up in that. And then you can actually physically see how it could happen to just anybody. And look at how many people we've lost during the past few years from the opiate crisis, not just not famous people, just people in general. My hometown where I'm from, they're one of the top people who, you know, states in the world 
for opiate deaths. And I have people who were friends of the ambulance uh, on the an EMT crews that were doing calls every 30 minutes to either inject oh. Narcan or pull a body out. And the criminal shit that went on with that stuff is just infuriating. But, you know, there is hope after that. And I think that people who are survival of this crisis, it's, it's really important to kind of just let people who are still in there know that like there's life after and there's life after injury. And like you said, the medical community almost casts you aside as like, okay, you're no, no longer a valid member of society because you're injured and you're hurt when they should be teaching you how to fix yourself or get better or work harder. And some people don't like the fact that, Oh, you can fix your problem with a lot of hard work. They expect a pill to be handed to them and be better, but it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of pain and effort. But with certain injuries, you can come back from it and live a really fulfilling life as, uh, you know, as you are doing right now. It's true. It's very much true. And, you know, um, when, when, when you sit in the same spot for, two, three, four years in a row, and nothing changes around you, your, your, your brain starts to think, okay, this is the norm. It's okay for you to do this. And, and, and so I, I feel extremely fortunate that I just ran across that podcast that day and then I ran across DDPY because it – it sincerely changed my life, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on your radio program talking about your, what you know, your sponsor. I I believe that wholeheartedly in my heart, and I I just want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to tell everybody and anybody who will listen to me that if if there's something wrong with you, a good portion of that can be fixed. If you're willing to put the put the work in, if you're willing to do the heavy lifting. You can live a productive life, not just one on the sidelines. You can be participating. That's um, that's really important. So there was a thing over the course of the last couple of weeks that I read, and it yeah. Have you ever come across something and it just makes you think about whoa, this just hit me like frying pan. So basically, the point was: Are you committing to your stuck? Or are you committing to the solution to get yourself out of wherever you are? Yeah, yeah, that that's that's important. It really is. Yeah. And if uh, you know, if, if people would just take the time out for themselves, I made a post just a couple of days ago, and the the, the question basically was, you know, I, if I ask you to list everything that you loved, where yep. would you name yourself? And uh, when I first saw that, I thought, you know what, I, I love that quote. And, and I don't think people love themselves enough, not in a conceited way, but in a way, you no. know, take some time out for yourself. You know, it's still yeah. a tough question to answer. Yeah. Oh, most certainly it is. Most certainly yeah. it is. Um, because we yeah. have, you know, I, we have jobs. We have obligations. We have children. Uh, you know, there's so many things that we have to do and we're responsible for that we always put us on the back burner. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes I, I, we have to realize that, you know, 
hey, it's time for me to be first. And it's a I difficult think one thing of the to do. Biggest... But... Oh, sorry about that. We got a wicked bad lag. I'm sorry, man. No, I'm good. Go please continue. No, I was going to say uh, one of the biggest misconceptions that people have, you know, uh, one of the excuses that I hear the most, you know, hosting the show for so long, you hear a lot of people, you know, doubt and get second guess things and like, well, I don't have time. I have I have a family that depends on me. If first of all, I there's something I call selfishly healthy. I call it shelfy. It's that moment that you have to take yourself <laughs> and be selfish with your time. Push away the kids, yep. push away the husband, the wife, whatever it may be, to focus on you because without your health, you can't give your child the proper life. You can't give them uh, time or effort or energy or education without you making sure that you're taken care of. So people put off their own health thinking that they're doing a good thing by kind of, you know, doting on the kids or the family and, and not taking care of themselves. Well, ultimately, that's more destructive to your kids and family than anything. You've got to be healthy to be able to take care of others. Yeah, so it's the cost of the example that you're setting. Yes, exactly. You know, in uh, the how much is the price of your health? What, what's it worth right. to you? Right. Right. No, you know they. If you're not willing to, please go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, go ahead. I I, I apologize. No, 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 please. Uh, all I was going to say is that if you don't invest in yourself, who else is going to? I mean, exactly. Sincerely. Um, Absolutely. And they, they say that health and time are the two things you take for granted and you run out of until you run out of it. So that seems to be the most valuable thing we all look at it on our deathbeds, but sometimes take for granted in the day to day. Oh, it's absolutely true. And, and you know, um uh recently my uh you know recently i was i was told that i was um i spent a lot of time focusing on myself and you know um i i've never done that before but i kind of feel like i'm in the fight of my life right now and if i don't fight for me then I may not, you know, I, I may not end up being here if I don't finish this fight. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a young kid anymore. I'm 60 years old. And to take this fight on at 60 is not like taking that fight on when I was 20 or 30 or 40 or even 50. It's a tough fight. But what I do have going for me at 60 years old is confidence because I know what I've been through, and I know I can do this. So it, all those, you know, youth is certainly wasted on the young. Whoever said that originally knew what they were talking about. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's such a great point. And, you know, you're, you know, 60 years old, a lot of people now are slowing down. You know, people are kind of less activity or, you know, they, some people are close to retirement. So it's it's always society kind of portrays it as you get into your sixties as, all right, well now you got to take it easy and just, you know, fade off and, until retirement and then, you know, death and all this stuff. You're supposed to just go in this incline. And when you get older or uh, sorry, decline, when you get older, like you're supposed to just drift away. And it's like so many people nowadays are living 
amazing productive lives into their 80s into their 90s and you know they always say like 40 is the new 50 or 50 is the new 40 and all this stuff i feel like now more than ever people are up there at that age living really uh social active lives when before we were always trained that once you hit a certain you know 75 80 you're supposed to sit in a nursing home kick your feet up and, and watch matlock for the rest of your life but that's not the case anymore and i think that you have to be able to embrace that and realize that it ain't the end for me. It's, you know, I'm 60 years old and I got 20 years, 30 years left of good living if I really put the effort in. But that's the thing. It takes effort. It takes, you know, right. a lot of determination and a lot of hard work. And a lot of people at that age are, are encouraged to just take it easy. But, you know, if you want to keep moving, keep forward, keep living, you can't take it easy. You got to keep working hard to make your life better. And you seem to be one of those people that really just got that. And I, heard so many people from that Joe Rogan show uh, talk about it. That's what brought them to DDPY. And it's, you know, it touched a whole lot of people just like the Arthur video did before that. And all the Jake documentary that Joe Rogan was going to be a, a tentpole in the DDPY universe that brought so many people to the program and you're having a lot of success with it. Uh, and I can't wait to see where you go with it. So that being said, what is your goals going forward? How, where have you, how much have you, improved have you lost weight you know flexibility and where do you want to go with it um and that's a really good question i uh i'm coming up on one year on january 2nd um i don't know if you've seen my before and after pictures but yep. the, the the fluffy lumpy guy there on the left um uh, that was me almost a year ago today uh give or take a couple of weeks um goals um this time next year, I, I I intend to be twice as strong as I am right now. Um, I don't I don't know how this how this sounds, but I'm going to say this anyway. Um, I I've been accused in the in the the recent past of when I post a picture of myself, I'm doing it in vain for you know, for vanity causes. And actually, that, that has nothing to do with it. Um, the reason I post pictures of myself without my shirt on or, or, or popping a muscle up is because I am 60 years old, and if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. I love it. I don't think I it's vanity. It. I don't – sorry, Mike. No, go ahead. I was, I was saying I love it. Um. I don't think it's vanity at all. I think it's a matter of how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, as far as weight loss goes, I uh, I dropped 65 pounds. Woo! Um, and, and, you know, um, I think it's important to say, I don't know how often this gets said, but I think it's important to say, you know, this lifestyle, um, I, it, and don't get me wrong, weight loss is, is a fantastic thing, but in this lifestyle of what uh, what DDPY is, for me anyway, uh, the weight loss is secondary, you know, yep. because it's bringing, you know, inside, I just had a complete 100% physical, and my insides are solid. Uh, maybe my, my bone structure might not be as solid, but, um, you know, my, uh, you know, it, my cholesterols are, are fantastic. My BP is fantastic. My heart rate is fantastic. Everything is fantastic. Uh, 
and and I'm only on one medication, and and that's testosterone replacement because of the opiates I was on for so long. It, it robbed my body of of that, and you know. Uh, the healthy lifestyle is gonna—it's it, gonna pay off for you in the long run, and and you know the sooner that we all figure that out and decide to start doing it, I think the better off we'll be. True. I so agree. DDP always said that the uh, that uh, the weight loss is just a nice side effect, you know, and it is because the real complete look at the picture—you can't actually tell how much you've improved or how much change has happened until you get those blood you know, blood markups and all this stuff. So many people, I, you know, you, you see those posts all the time. I speak to the doctor and my cholesterol is down, all this stuff. And people are like, what are you doing? It's like, you know, it's such a cool thing to see people lose weight. But when you see people's change inside and when you see people's attitude change and when people are positive and, and happier and healthier and they're, they're willing to hang out, you know, when all they want to do before is sit on the couch and stay home, like people start to come out of their shells and get confident and they post pictures of them without, you know, posing with their shirt off or their muscles. And that's not vanity. That's, that's self, that's pride. That's, I worked so hard and I've made changes in my life and look what I did. And anyone who can't get behind that and support that, you know, that's their problem. If they don't like it, hide you on Facebook or hide you on social media. You should be proud of that. You shouldn't be, the vanity, my ass, you worked hard for that. And if everyone's vain when we post our favorite profile picture on Facebook, why do we put it as our profile picture? Cause it's a good picture of us. That's why we do it. And that's why you're doing it. You're proud of that, you know, accomplishment and you should be. And people who I have no time for people who complain about that kind of stuff because you deserve that moment and you got that moment. And the fact that you're posting that means you're proud of that. And, you know, you earned that. That's awesome. Uh, I am proud of that. You know, um, I mean, uh, it, it's a lot of hard work, and uh, you know, I intend to put in more hard work and and uh, be be a better portion of myself than I am right now. And you know, I, I also want to point out, um, or I'd like to say that. Personally, I feel that it's not so much about how I look on the outside, but how I'm actually, how I my physical health is on the inside. And I think you just made that same point. I think that's a great point. Yeah, it's I, there's. I always say too, the first half of my life, you know, when I wanted to lose weight, it was because I wanted to impress a girl in high school or impress a girl in college or. <laughs> Or look look good in a pair of jeans. And there's a certain point in your life when you realize that feeling better is worth more than looking better. And once mm-hmm. you really start to be confronted with the day-to-day of I'm sick, I'm not feeling well, I'm injured, that feeling better gets a lot more valuable and a lot more stock you put into that than, feeling, than looking better, which is ultimately the true test of it all anyways. What good is looking good if you feel terrible? What, you know, right. it's a... Uh, it's the most important part and there gets to a point when you realize that and that it's the most important part and that starts to be your barometer of success. And if you're feeling as good as you are, I mean, that's successful and just the weight loss and the muscles and stuff are, are a nice little side effect. 
Um, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, I just want to back up for just a moment and share something with you that happened to me just not too long ago. Um, and we were talking yeah, about sure. the opiates earlier. Um, there was a uh, there was a certain doctor that when the opiate crisis happened here in Ohio, uh, they they took all of the people that were going to the um, through the through the BWC. They made you go to a pain management specialist. And when I went to see a pain management specialist, um, the 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 very first day I was there, the actual consultation, that man doubled my fentanyl changed me from Percocet to Oxy-30s, and wow. what else? Um, and then put me on some, uh, you know, um, antidepressants and everything else that normally goes with that. Um, <clears throat> and the whole time I was seeing this guy, I kept telling him, you know, these drugs aren't working. I'm still in so much pain. What are we going to do about this? And then he would jack the, you know, jack the fentanyl up, and then we tried other things, other medicines, but it, the pain medicine wasn't working, and I continued to tell him that. Well, when I finally broke away from him and, and put myself into rehab, um, this summer I, I got a visit from a, an investigator from the Attorney General's office and an investigator from the Bureau of Workers' Comp, and I bet you know who they were investigating. Yep. The doctor that put me – I mean, yes, guy, he – yeah, he doubled my fentanyl and, and changed me from Percocet to Oxys. Same doctor that had a pain management clinic on one floor. This guy had a methadone clinic in his basement. Wow. So, oh, my God. Yeah, not a great guy. So no, it, it's out there, and I, 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 I just want to say that to any of those people out there listening, there is a daggone alternative to these opiates, and, and it does work, and it works every day. You can get past this. I think uh, that's, that's really important. Sorry, Mike. No, for no, for sure. Go ahead, Crystal. No, I was just saying, I think it's really important to realize that, you know, you are not stuck to a situation that somebody that has a piece of paper hanging on their wall is resigning you to. I mean, ugh. I don't know. I was in the same position. Somebody with a certificate on the wall told me I was X, Y, and Z, and you know what? <laughs> I wasn't. So, you know, it's it's really important, I think, to question yourself and to try try things your way. I'm not saying never go to a doctor. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but what I am saying is sometimes there's always a different way for whatever situation you're in. Oh, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. No, I'm I'm sorry. We got the worst lag over here. I'm that's my fault. I'm I'm my thing is really slow right now. No, I I I see where you're coming from for sure. You know, I I trust my doctor. I trust a lot of doctors, and there's a lot of great doctors who do a lot of great work. But for a while, especially back then when the opiates were hitting and stuff, there was the you know, uh, open there. I mean, Florida was just a, a haven for it. I, I, I act like I'm a, uh, like a specialist because I've watched so many documentaries on it. But those pain clinic companies are just horrible. I remember my dad had back 
injuries a couple of years ago and he went to, they sent him to a pain management clinic and he was so frustrated. He's like, I don't want pills. I want my back to fix, to be fixed and feel better. And so much times the pain medication became the solution instead of fixing the problem. And that's just a, a vicious cycle because the pain management is, you know, invested on you staying in pain because that's how stay in, they stay in business. And I'm, I have a lot of faith in the medical community. I think there's a lot of great people in the medical community who do really great things, but like anything else, yep. there's a whole lot of greedy people who are looking to make a lot of money off of your misery. And I think that happens just as well. And I think the most important thing is to be an advocate for where you get treated and where you go and find doctors who have good ratings and who are, who are, uh, have a history of being good to you because there's a lot of people who couldn't care less what happens to you. You're just another number to them. And, and that opium crisis is, it's one of those things that, in our generation, we're going to look back on and, and scoff at how we used to do things and how these pain management companies were able to operate. And you're one of the guys that got out of it. You were lucky to see the other side of that when a lot of people didn't. And I lost friends and we all lost friends or people we cared about through the, uh, through that opiate crisis. And a lot of people and a lot of families are in a lot of pain for the rest of their lives. And, um, not to kind of bring this back as if I'm trying to do a sales pitch or anything, but I think a lot of people here in the GDPY community found something to kind of be that alternative for them. I know a lot of people who got off of pain medication from taking care of their health and doing the GDPY and all this stuff, but there's a lot of people who um, whose lives were changed and there's a lot of people who wasn't. So, what will you if what if you ha, you never took that plunge? What if you never took that uh, initiative to get off the medication and then heard the Joe Rogan thing? Like where do you think you'd be today? It could have been just another statistic. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it, honestly, I, I'm sure I'd be dead. I'm, I'm, oh my! I'm, I just I mean that I, honestly and truly. I'm just telling you the truth. Um, I mean, my own doctor told me if he consumed the amount of, of of opiates that I did daily, he would he would die suddenly. So wow. yeah. I I don't have any doubt about that whatsoever. I'm but you're here. so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Just say, I'm so glad you're here. And you're well, you're here and now you. you're having the success you're having and now you're kinda of uh, pointing it outwards and inspiring other people, which is what we do here. When we get success in this program or we start doing, you know, well in this program, it's almost the duty to kind of share these stories with other people and inspire the next group of people that are looking for some inspiration. And, you know, you listen to Joe Rogan and GDP was talking about Arthur Borman and Arthur's inspired so many people. And he was inspired by the, uh, you know, the program from DDP and, and other people like that. And it's just this chain of, people who are being inspired and motivated by other people. And now you're one of those people that people are checking up on and, uh, you know, seeing your success and thinking I can do this too. So you are going to be that moment for some people that you're going to say, I went on Rob's page and I saw how awesome he's doing. I thought I could do that too. And you're going to be there, Joe Rogan. So uh, I think that's pretty special. That, that That is cool. You just gave me some goosebumps. So appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, guys, I, I'm curious about something. Is uh, why did 
is uh, at least ways here in Ohio. We call it occupational health, uh, Bureau of Workers' Comp. I don't know what they call it where you guys are from, but how does the state not know about this program? It's not. It's not bull crap. It, it's not hooey. It's you know. This is this is real stuff. This works. How do yeah. they not know? I did, you know what? I'm not in the state, so I can't really answer that. But well, but GDP, sure they, he's uh, oh, he's he's been really good about. He's actually they made a deal when I talked to him uh, when I was with him last year in, in Raleigh. We were talking about how he just signed that deal with the NFL Alumni Association where he's working with all the old football players to get the program together to kind of help them because those guys are so beat up and he goes and, and does stuff with the veterans and, and he's gone to, you know, overseas to Iraq and um, he's, you know, worked with all those guys over there and did the program. And so many military people came back and did the program after that because they saw benefit in those few workouts. And it's just one of those things that, you know, you got to get it out there. And, and he's been really good about getting it with people and in the hands of people and, and big organizations and well-known names. And that lad adds credibility to things. And I wouldn't be surprised sometime if they, uh, if they started incorporating a lot of the things he does. Um, yoga is not an original concept and the rehab moves aren't an original concept, but he was one of those first people that really kind of melded the chew into its own new form of, of, of exercise. And um, I know that myself, I, I've had success. Chris, you've had success. Rob, you've had success. Yep. And yep. when I think about it, I'm like, why Absolutely. didn't anyone ever think of doing that before? <laughs> you know, it seemed like sometimes the most uh, important ideas are the ones that are right in front of our face. And you do rehab similar to the way you do yoga. And the fact that nobody put those two together is, is crazy. But DDP did, and he's changed the world for it. And I think it's going to be a lot of people in the future who are going to see benefits from it as well. And I'd love to see people in like the, uh, you know, uh, workers comp stuff or the, um, uh, already, the word you used, I can't remember, but I think it's something that occupational would be health. really occupational health. Yes. I think that would, uh, be something that would be smart to kind of incorporate in that stuff. Yeah, I do too. And you you know as well as I do, you can't tell somebody, well, you can't tell anybody that, you know, something is good for them and have them know that. They have to kind of put in the effort and experience it for themselves before they get traction. Uh, you know, I, I agree with that. And um, I I made the comment today earlier, you know, that, that pain is a hell of a motivator. And if I can do something, you know, I I only do this for an hour and maybe 10, 15 minutes a day and and not seven days a week. I'm not one of those guys. I, I can't do it seven days a week. I got to have recovery time. But, you know, if I can do something for, for one hour and, and 15 minutes a day and be virtually pain-free, those other – 22 hours and 45 minutes a day, <laughs> sign me up, you know, because it's, it's, it's not much. Um, I, I explained it to one of my retired friends just the other day is like, you know, I look at it like that's my job. I no longer have a 40 or 50 hour work week. I have an, uh, you know, I, I have one hour and 15 minutes a day and, and that's my job. That's what I do. And the benefits from it, 
immense. They're they're over the top, better than any package anybody else ever gave me. And if you can't see that, then there's something wrong with your thought process. Rob, there's a question that we have been asking everybody for the last couple of weeks, and I'd like to kind of see what your answer would be. So what would old Rob tell younger Rob? Um, young, young injured Rob or young, yes. uh, just young Rob? Uh, younger injured Rob. Uh, uh, first of all, I'd tell him, don't take the opiates. Right. Um, you know, I, I, first and foremost, don't take the opiates. Uh, second of all, I would tell him that, you know what, there's hope. You, you, you can get past this. Uh, I don't know when DDPY was originated. I know it's old or older, but um, I wish I would have known about it beforehand. But I, I, I would go back and tell him there's hope. You can do this. Uh, yep. You know, I got you. Wow. Is Mike still there? Well, that's no. Sorry, oh. I, my my thing came unplugged. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I I love that. That's a great answer. And you know, you know, this this is one of those things too. Um, you said pain is a hell of a motivator, and a lot of times when people get relief from pain, and they start doing well in the program they kind of take for granted how good they're feeling and they let it slip a little bit. But as soon as you slip, you're reminded really quickly why you don't slip. So I think pain also will keep you humble and keep you on track. Uh, it is a hell of a motivator and it's something that you, uh, you don't realize how much you don't miss it until it comes back around. So uh, I think that's an awesome way to keep you on, on this, you know, straight and narrow too. So congratulations. That's an awesome story. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, you know, I think DDP said it's like brushing your teeth. You know, you, you don't do it, you suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you think yeah. about all the things we trade off on that we don't like in our life, but do it because it's necessary. There's a lot of things that I do every day that I don't like and I ain't looking forward to, and there's going to be days when you don't want to get on that mat. There's going to be days when you don't want to work out. There's going to be times when you don't want to work out or do anything, but you do it because that's what you have to do. And it's, you know, I, I made a video a while back that said motivation is a myth because I always said that motivation is best a couple days worth of adrenaline in your belly, you know, that those butterflies in your belly. But after that, it wears off and it comes down to just, I just got to do it. You know, there's a difference between motivation and perseverance, and perseverance is going through and doing what you have to do when you're not motivated, and that's what counts. And that pain coming back around, that's going to be a hell of a way for you to keep pushing forward uh, through the times when it gets difficult, like brushing your teeth. It ain't always always the most convenient time to have to stand up and go to the bathroom and wash yourself and brush your teeth and get ready for the day, but we got to do it. So it's, it's what it is. So... Congratulations, man. That's that's an awesome story, and I hope you come back and and uh, give us an update sometime in the future. Uh, I'd, I'd be honored to. Thank you very much. Um, anytime. Absolutely yeah, awesome. I, think, I appreciate it. I think one of the greatest things about your story, Rob, is you are proof positive that you can take something that was an option 
at one point in life and you have made, you've shifted your priorities. And I think that's really important for everybody to realize you can make a change and it can be successful. Uh, you know, it, it, it is, um, and it most certainly can be changed, and, and it just it, it, it entirely depends on you. It, yep. If you're willing to put the work in, you're willing to say, okay, today i got to get back on that damn mat, then, you know, what you reap from it is, is, is tenfold what you put into it. Yeah, true. I agree. No, let me... And you, you put you put the magic words right there. You got to work for it. You know, so many. I've I've had people tell me, oh well, I bought this exercise program and it it didn't work for me. I'm like, well, were you? Did you why'd you stop? And he goes, that ah, it wasn't working for me. Well, it works for you if you do it. Almost every exercise program works for you if you do it, but it takes work. You know, most people who fail put it down or stop using it, and it's one of those things that. It's, there's not always a magic solution except for nose to the grindstone, hard work and perseverance. And you're proof positive that you can break free from that. You can break free from pain or from, you know, being trapped with addiction or in losing weight and all this stuff. There is possibility there. You got to work for it. You know, I, I remember years ago I used to go to Weight Watchers and I got a pamphlet and there was this before and after picture and this person lost a lot of weight and it was incredible. And I looked at the bo- at the bottom and it said asterisk results aren't typical. And I know that was for reasons, <laughs> legal reasons. There there, uh-huh. there were legal reasons, but it made me so mad. So I crossed it out and I wrote results are possible because right. it is. And it just takes a lot of hard work and, and, and you're putting in the work and, and we're proud that you're, you know, doing so well. And we're proud that you're going out there inspiring others to do uh, that and given off the inspiration that you've received and pointing it out towards the other people in the DPY universe who is going to be the next round of people who are kicking ass and inspiring others. You know, um, I, I can't say that it was easy. I can't tell you how many days after I got done doing the workout that I didn't just crawl into bed and ache and whine like a little girl. Uh, but you know what? It, it most certainly is worth it. You know, yep. That passes. It does pass. That pain, that soreness, that achy, that, that stuff all passes. So, you know, uh, I understand that there's – I've seen a couple posts recently about, you know, I can't do this because I'm in too much pain. And I try to tell that person, you know, this is going to pass. And, you know, just, just give yourself a little credit and, and do what you need to do, and it'll pass. And, and I, I promise you, it it'll – be worth the effort. Yeah, pain is temporary. Quitting is forever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I've, we're, I've, I've we're, failed. I know how failure feels. I I don't like how failure feels. Uh, succeeding is uh, is such a blessing. It's so yeah. tremendous. And it, I mean, well, when when you when you finally start to believe in yourself, there's no greater feeling in the world. Especially when everything's been taken from you. Everything. True. True. Well, you haven't failed because you're still here. And every day you're above ground, you know, is another is another in the W column. Uh, they always say, you know, 
you haven't failed because every single day is another day to turn it all around. And as long as you're here, you can turn anything around and you've done so much already and you haven't failed. You've stumbled, you've struggled, but the fact you're here on the other side of addiction and, and injury and pain and, you know, all this stuff is, uh, is proof that you haven't failed. You struggled and you've, uh, you're succeeding right now. Succeeding isn't a destination. You still got to work hard, but you're succeeding. Um, so congratulations. And I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and uh, I'm rooting for you, man. We hope to have you back sometime in the in the future and check up on you and see where you're at. But congratulations on your success and uh, much luck and well wishes going forward. And keep doing what you're doing because you're uh, you seem to be on the track of really just kicking ass and inspiring a bunch of people. And we're we're happy to have you on the show tonight. Well, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. All right. Thanks, awesome. Bob. Thank you so much. And Crystal, we depend on you yeah. every week for the Canadian quote master. My voice is shot. I'm sorry. My throat <laughs> is like, I sound like I've been gargling with razor blades. My voice is so gone, but um, let's fire us off into next week and sure. uh, we'll, uh, we'll do this and we'll wrap up and head on out. Sure. So I picked this quote with Rob in mind because I've been reading up on him for the last week. So um, it is a quote from, it's a group called Gym Motivation. And the quote is, kick yourself in the ass or someone else will do it for you. Uh, I like that. I like yep. the kicky, not the kick, uh, the kick kid or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, stay warm, Rob. Crystal. Thank you, Rob. Thank we appreciate you. it. Rob Ramsey, uh, great episode, DDP Radio Live. I'll be back next week with a brand-new episode of DDP Radio Live with my one and only uh, co-host, uh, Crystal. Also, head over to ddpyoga.com. There's a ton of awesome deals and, and Christmas specials and all kinds of stuff uh, over there on sale. Um, and the DDP Radio Facebook group, always check that out. Crystal's been working really hard doing a great job with that and otherwise we'll see you guys next week i may come with a voice or not we'll find out but um <laughs> my wife is just gonna love the fact that i have no voice for the next week i'll tell you that much <laughs> it's the quietest <laughs> i've been but all right guys we'll see you guys soon dd radio live <laughs> see you next week bye Checked it today man that was a great workout man the power bomb set up by page oh! You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.